Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right, BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Man, if only there was like something to talk about today. You know, like if there was a crazy rumor swirling around, if, you know, sources weren't confor- con- confirming things to each other and, you know, cryptic pictures weren't being tweeted out by ESPN sources. It would be it would be a shame, you know, if, if we actually had... Okay, you all know by now, John Tortorella will in all likelihood be announced as the Flyers head coach very soon. Uh, it, Kevin Weeks broke the story. Today's Thursday. Was it yesterday or Tuesday? I can, you know, days, late who's Tuesday. to say? Yeah, late Tuesday, Kevin Weeks, who works at ESPN, uh, broke the story that his ESPN colleagues, so he'd heard from quote-unquote sources, were a source... Hmm. Yeah, I wonder who the source was. Who could, really? <laughs> who could say? Just, I'm picturing, like, it's the dining... It's like, they think that they're smart. It's like, they think that we don't know. I'm like, picturing, buddy. like, the dining hall in the Sports Center commercials, and they're just, like, sitting there. <laughs> it's absolutely... Like, the Jersey Devil uh, mascot is there, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, they're all just hanging out. Uh, anyway... Let's get into all the John Tortorella discussion, all of it. Let's start with intros leading off the fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, maybe tomorrow we'll find out who the coach is. I don't know. Yeah? Maybe. Maybe tomorrow it, afternoon. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Weird. It's kind of funny that the rumor's been out there a couple days and there's no confirmation yet, but it's just, just contract it's stuff. One, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I... I it's understandable why they can't announce it because it's not like, although Butch Grosh just tweeted a picture of someone signing a contract so <laughs> signed now, but like, you know, before all the legal shit is ironed out, you can't really say it out loud, hmm. even though everyone on earth knows. Yeah. Butch Grosh, who also, be, works at ESPN. also works at ESPN. Right. Yeah. It, it's interesting. It, it, to be honest, if, have we not been saying on this show for the last like six months, it feels like that John Tortorella is going to be the coach yeah, of the Flyers. Uh, like this is just not. It I was. Mean, come on. I, I, we'll get through the intros and then we'll get into that. Uh, let's go to the fly by herself, Charlie. Oh, God. no, I was about <laughs> to. I was about to start getting into it, and then I was like, wait, no, there's still two more people from the athletic. Yeah, I was going to get into it too. From the athletic.com, <laughs> Charlie O'Connor. No, just kind of following up on what we were just talking about. Um, I do think that what's re- been really funny about this whole process is that if you like, I, I I did not go to journalism school. I did not come up as a traditional journalist. But if there was like a like a class on understanding where reports originate from, like one oh one, like the like lowest cl- easiest class, the intro class, this would be the perfect case study. 
because and you don't it's need to be so, Woodward and Bernstein it, to figure this one the fuck it out. It is so obvious where these leaks are coming from, and like it's just all you really have to do is just like have any sense of general logic, and you'll know. Like the the truly funny part about this, and this you know credit to, to Torts because this is it's very smart on his part why yeah. he why he did what he did because I mean basically what happened yesterday is that they made they 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 made the offer. Or they it was two days ago, two days two days ago. Yeah, they they made the offer and Torts basically accepted in principle, but they still needed to work out a contract. So what do you do if you're John Tortorella? You tell the guy you work with this is what happened, so that then because the specifics of the contract have not been hammered out, you put the Flyers in the position where. You know, Dave Scott had said blank check. You know, we're we're gonna you know we're gonna spend whatever money necessary to uh, you know to get a coach to to improve this team. And if you're John Tortorella, you put the Flyers in the position where, like, in the specifics of the contract negotiation, like they the Flyers can't let this blow up. Like they can't. No, they're they're in the position where like if Torts wants to squeeze an extra like five hundred thousand dollars out of them, like they're not gonna say no. Like what what can they do at this point? No, like, it can't be, like, we hear nothing tomorrow, and then the weekend passes, and then Monday, yeah, we, we hired Montgomery. Like, yeah? What happened? Because you already have the situation of, like, the report out there that Trotz turned them down, that if it were to blow up with Tortorella, like, what the team would just look like shit. Last, but certainly not least, Stephalicious D, Steph Driver. So I'm very excited to get into the negotiation tactics that have been on display this week. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, but just wanted to send. But enough about your other job, everyone. What I said. But enough about your other job. But But enough about my other job. Um, I wanted to just thank everyone for your support of me and the podcast and the Vox Media Union because we're here this week which means we got a contract in, in on it happened Saturday afternoon the current contract expired Sunday night so it was really just perfect perfect timing um and we scared the shit out of management with the support from really the internet so thank you all so much and Let's 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 dig in, Bill. Let's dig into the masterclass that's that's on display right let's. now. Let's uh, first. I just want to address the concerns about Tortorella's. I want to address the issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sympathetic. <laughs> However, no. I've uh, thought about that too in a very long I'm time. I'm not. I'm not even going to actually. Time. I'm not even actually going to say it because but... I don't. I don't. I don't need that clipped. Um, not like. There are obviously concerns about Tortorella's coaching style, his personality type, his demand out of players, the type of players he wants, what he expects players to be. So yes, there's obviously a concern about beating the skill out of young players, I think as our own Kelly Hinkle often puts it. Uh, But right now, um, this team can't execute a fucking breakout at 5-on-5 or complete a sequence of passes when they've got more players on the ice than their opponents. Um, If this team's biggest problem in December turns out to be a team, the team is full of guys who can pull the Michigan, but are told not to, like, I'll figure out how how I feel about that when it's a reality. If this team is going to even think about competing without rebuilding, they need to figure out the absolute basics at which they are currently fucking horrible. Next time I see a defenseman 
actually put his body between a man in front of the net and the goaltender without screening Carter Hart, that's when I'll worry about that D-man being told not to join the rush or pinch on a 50-50 puck. Like, this team has lost 88 of its last 138 games and have been outscored by 125 goals in the last two seasons. Let's see some of that skill Tortorella could possibly suppress to be put to use in simply gaining the offensive zone with possession or cycling the puck for a shift before we worry about guys being discouraged from elaborate celebrations. Now, this is not to say I think Tortorella is the best coach in the world. This is all going to work. You know how I feel about the plan. They need to rebuild. This is just kicking the can. But, like, the Flyers don't have good players to beat the skill out of. Yeah, plain and that, simple. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's actually, I, I like, kind of agree with that. The whole, we've, like, we've been screaming that they don't have high-end talent. So, like, yeah, let's let us let's, let's wait until they get a Trevor Zegers before we complain that they're ruining the next Trevor Zegers. All right. That is an excellent point. Like, what are you going to do to Morgan Frost that has not already been done? Like, the dude, you know, he is what he is. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, look, I've said from the start, that I think that John Tortorella will improve this team. I think that John Tortorella is a good coach. Yeah. I don't know if, like, this does strike me a bit as, you know, like, okay, we're trying to be okay, um, whereas I would prefer them to, you know, maybe take more of a longer view. But, like, Tortorella, I believe, like, Tortorella is either going to improve this team pretty quickly or he's going to, it's the, the implosion of him desperately <laughs> trying to is going to be so entertaining that like it'll content. be an extremely fun to cover as a reporter. No, it's, there, like, there's obviously disaster potential. A, a coach with his personality type, his track record, a front office that it seems maybe not everyone wanted him up there, but certain key people mm. did. Uh, a, a team that, has seriously sucked for two years. Like, there is blow-up potential here. But, all, like, my guess is they they have 88 points at the end of the season. Like, that's what they, you know? Like, yeah, like, they I, think improve I think enough. they'll be better. I mean, depending yeah. on what they do the rest of the summer. Like, yeah, and if, that's, if, like, if they, Fletcher makes yeah. a ton of, like, a bunch more wrist-aligned level moves, then no, they'll be bad. I mean, no coach oh my can. God. I'm just saying. Imagine. Like, it can't be completely I'm ruled out. I'm super excited. I'm super excited for another five years of a number 17 draft pick. No, I'm I, so excited. I, Can't it'll be like, wait. It'll be like three. Come on. No, no <laughs> coach is getting three years. years. And let's no be coach. real. It, it, pro- it probably won't be 17. It'll probably be more real, like 13 or 14. Yeah. If we're being honest. You with ourselves. You no, coach, <laughs> no coach is getting five years in this organization. A yeah. fucking cup winner isn't getting five years in this organization. That that was they, one thing. One of they the... fired Terry Murray when he went to the cup. Oh, uh, yeah. But that was one thing that did crack me up about, like, it was one of the narratives that you saw pop up on Twitter that, like, Torts doesn't have a long shelf life. And it's like, okay, actually... Like, Who does? Relative to other NHL coaches, he kind of does. Yes. Like, no coach has saying. a long junk shelf life. And he usually lasts at least, like, five years. The only place I, he the only place he didn't was Vancouver. And everyone knew that was a bad fit from the minute was, he signed. It was such a bad idea right away. Yeah. Because it was like, we need to get tougher. Let's get the guy who yells. It but was it was like, it was uh, like, like you're not gonna. But we have the Sedins. You're not gonna change Daniel yeah. and Henrik Sedin no. when they're in their early 30s. Like they are who they are. 
You're not changing them ever. They refuse to not play together. It's very clear who calls the shots. It's them. <laughs> like, yeah, that, anyway. was, that was a bad idea. For them. But all the other places, he's lasted a pretty long time relative to the usual shelf life of NHL head coaches. Uh, aren't like three quarters of the coaches in the league in their first or second year on the job? That sounds like, about right. Like, fucking Mike Sullivan and John Cooper are the only ones who have tenure. Like, Jared Bednar's been there a little. Like, everybody is a second or third year coach in the entire league. No one gets longer than that. Uh, But anyway. Maybe, maybe, maybe. If these fuckheads took a second and did some analysis and looked at what was going on around the league, some critical thinking, they would realize that there is nothing to benefit from retread coaches. There is nothing to benefit from hiring the same dude that your competitor just fired because no one is lasting more than two years. You're not finding success. You're not, it's not working and it's not working across the league, bros. Like get it together. I, it drives me insane, but I don't think that Tortorella is going to be bad for this team. Yeah. I think it's going to be, be fine. I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be entertaining. I think it's going to be that's fun. All yeah, that's the thing. It. it is going to be gonna fun. It's going to be funny. It will be funny. I can't wait. I can't wait for the first time John Tortorella has a snarky comment towards Charles J. Oh, O'Connor. It's... I cannot <laughs> wait. It's the reason love I want Charlie. Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, he's gonna love Charlie, but I'm sure oh, oh, that there will be wo- at oh, least one shitty short answer. Absolutely, like there's gonna be <laughs> absolutely one. no, and that's and that's part of the game with Torts. Like, yeah, ev- everyone I've talked to, let me put it this way: every reporter I've talked to that has covered Tortorella that I respect, that like I think is a like really good reporter and is good at their job raves about is this one person i can count the number on one hand well i mean allison absolutely allison. but i've talked i've talked to i've talked to others as well and all okay. all of them like rave about the guy that he's a great guy he yeah. you know he's he's great to work with and like yeah once in a while he's probably going to get a little ticked off but like it's all part of the game like it, it's yeah. it's it's like half shtick like it's not like yeah. you you have to understand that like if he like blows up on you it's not that he hates you and he's not no. going to hold a grudge. It's just like that's that's part of like what it is to cover torts. It's like he there's uses, never a dull moment. He uses the media as part of his overall coaching strategy. Like not to, not always to even send negative messages, but like if somebody writes an article, even if they're right, that's negative, calling out one of his guys, and then he then has a blow up on that guy. It's like, see me defending my guy. We're all a team here. Like, it's just all part of the game with Tortorella. And fuck it, he's a pretty damn good coach. Like, he hasn't won a cup in the salary cap era, but he's had some success. Yeah. Like, those Columbus teams were not good. I did find it funny. Someone sent me a screenshot. Um, I did not read this article, but it got sent to me, and I laughed a lot last night. Apparently, um, one of the writers for Crossing Broad did a odds thing of who the first reporter that Torts blows up on is going to be. I was fourth. I was impressed. 
I was like, that's well, pretty. That's... It was. There was like the 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 by far the highest odds were Sam Carcini to the point where in the article oh. they say actually we're taking him off the board because it's such a no brainer. <laughs> He's a been... minus ten thousand favorite. Yeah, exactly. I think it was it was Carcini number one, then Howard Eskin, and the caveat was I don't even know if he even like shows up to Flyers things anymore. But if he does, it'll happen. <laughs> then number three was Sealski, and then number four was oh me. god yes. And I'm like, yeah, it's, I, I could live with being being that high up. That's solid. I love that for you. Here's the thing about- I want you to know that right now, right now this second, I've decided to make John Tortorella my best friend. So <laughs> can I talk now? Please, um, Hankel, please. This is the thing that's frustrated me about the Tortorella discourse on the line, which is where I live my life, is that it requires like- in my mind, it requires you to be able to keep several thoughts in your head because everything that you're saying is correct. John Tortorella is a good coach. John Tortorella is probably going to make the Flyers better. Whatever the Flyers look like, he'll probably make them better than they are. John Tortorella is going to be fun to cover. He's going to be funny in press conferences. All of these things are true. Also, though, I don't like what it says about the direction of the organization. I don't like what I think we all know about the way the decision was made by the front office. All of these things are also true. And that's kind of like why, like, overall for me, I don't like the hire because I don't think it's good. I, so, I think that's fair. But go ahead, Steph. I, I think it's fair too. And I don't disagree at all. But where I come from, looking at everything that has kind of gone on, right? They needed a coach. They needed someone. Why not him? Like, and, and that's, like, they just needed someone. We, we, I, I'm, I'm using, like, I, I don't know. But we know, and I'm using air quotes, I guess. Like, we assume with a lot of confidence that they already offered the role to somebody else and they turned it down. Yes. Yeah, I, like I, I, we, I can, we, I can, I can, I can confirm kind that. Of. Yeah, I can confirm that from us from a source that, that Barry Trotz was offered. And that's, that's. Right. And Charlie is my source. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's. And that's where I want to go back. Oh, oh, go. Keep going, Steph. Right. But the way that this news came out, that he was offered a contract. We don't hear that. Like, we don't hear that from anyone else. This was a negotiation tactic, and I love it. Like, this is what you do as, a, as someone who is looking for a job, right? And you've got your, your 1A company. Like, this is the one that I want to work for. But then you've got your 1B company where you're like, yeah, this is really good, but they're not the 1A company. And then you get an offer from your 1B company. So you say, okay, and you go to your 1A company and you say, hey, I got this offer from, from these guys. What, what are you going to do? What can you do for me? Like, this is what happens. This is, this is how you negotiate a better offer for your job. Like, that is exactly what happens, not just in hockey, but fucking everywhere. So the fact that this was leaked that he was extended a contract and then it's like, no, but they're not talking until Thursday. Like just brilliant. I love, I love watching it play out. It's annoying to me personally because I would like to at least just say it's done, but 
I, I like what's going on. Yeah. I, I, I just also Oh, go ahead, Charlie. No, I said like kind of going back to to the, the conversation that Kelly started with um, you know, be, being able to kind of hold two two opposite viewpoints in your head where it's like, okay, this this isn't a bad hire. He's a good coach. It's gonna be fun, but also it doesn't exactly like bode well for the decision making processes of the Flyers. The thing with this and, and you kind of this is something I'm obviously going to break down in, in my article when I, when I write about it. But there were a lot of I think competing interests, not not necessarily in the sense that it was combative, but you had a lot of people involved in this this decision that had different things I think they wanted. And Tortorella, in the end, I do believe probably you know other than Trotz, obviously, but he checked enough boxes for everyone that like everyone could be kind of happy with it if that makes sense like probably like yeah. we like like i had heard back in th- so there was a report yesterday that like fletcher didn't want to hire towards and i and there's 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 something there but I, I don't think it's like like my understanding is that fletcher comp- like ran this process obviously he's a collaborative guy so he was taking input but the the where I, where i think a lot of that stems from is i had heard back in december that Torts was on the Flyers' radar as an immediate replacement for Vigneault, and Fletcher was kind of iffy on the idea. That Fletcher wasn't super into the idea of hiring Torts. So th- there is an element of, um, you know, like, I think there was skepticism from Fletcher's part at some point during this process. That said, I do think over the rest of the season, the Flyers showed that they are in— desperate desperate need of an infusion of structure and accountability and I do think that probably as Fletcher watched the team flail around under a new coach so it wasn't just they fucking hated Elaine Vigneault it was no like they actually mostly like Mike Yo but they're still a total structureless mess that probably the idea of hiring a guy like Tortorella made more sense to him that was you know it was like well maybe they do need this guy then you had the older guys in the organization, the, the, the advisors, that always liked the idea of John Tortorella. You know, Bob Clark, Paul Holmgren. Like, Definitely. they were always in that corner. So for them, this was like, yeah, we're, get, we're, we're bringing Chuck around on this idea slowly but surely, but it's an idea that we always wanted. Then you have Comcast. And one thing that Comcast, I believe, and I, I don't think they, like, were telling Fletcher what to do. Like, there was a report also that, like, they hired an outside consultant. That's true. That was that, that an outside consultant was hired, but I don't think it was hired in the sense of, like, we are, you know, we're basically taking the decision away from Chuck Fletcher. I, I think this was, this was no. Chuck's decision in the end. This is not, like, ownership is, like, soft-firing Chuck Fletcher and actually made the pick of torts. That said, I do believe, and I said this from the start of the offseason, I believe it was always very important to Comcast the ownership to make a big-name hire because they are very, very sensitive about the idea that they don't care about winning, that they aren't willing to spend money on the team. They really, really chafe against that perception that, like, you know, they're all about mediocrity and they don't care and they, you know, so... They always want it, and I, I like if 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 Chuck would have went in and been like, I want to hire, you know, like 
this assistant coach who I think is going to be the best thing. Like, I, I think they might have went for it, but in the end, I think their preference always was, like, they were hoping, really, really hoping that Chuck was going to hire a big-name guy because it's easier for them yeah. to sell, and it makes them, it allows them to push the narrative that, see, this is, like, blank check. This is how much we care. So, in a, in a lot of ways, like, Torts checked enough of the boxes for everyone involved in this process that I can completely see how they collectively decided this is the right move. Yeah. Uh, one, it, first of all, they were, you're right. They, like, it was always going to be a coach whose name you know. Like, it was never going to be the Swedish national team guy. Like, it, it was always going to be someone and somebody of the personality type like Tortorella that a certain portion of that fan base is dying for and honestly like the way this team plays they need someone who fucking yells at them it seems like uh, <laughs> I it'll, was gonna say, at least it'll make us to be the one to yell at them all last season at like, least this it'll is good for them at least it'll make us feel better that someone else is yelling and not just me uh but <laughs> doesn't it kind of seem like I don't like John Tortorella was always going to be the Flyers coach at some point. Always. Like, he was born yeah. to be the Flyers there, it, it, coach. It, it, there is a We've little bit of, like, Chris Pronger to this. six months. There is a bit of Chris Pronger to this. Where yes. it's just, like, it, it, it seems to fit. It just looks right. Like, yeah, you know when they right. do the Photoshop of a player in a New Jersey and you can't get used to it? <laughs> and then, like, you see, like, Charlie, like, Chris Pronger. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like that, 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 ma that makes sense. That That's Tortorella coaching behind the home bench at the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. Like, that is 100% yeah. it. I'm just super, super glad that it's not Tockett. Remember when we had that fear for a very long time? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, at, le at least we know that John Tortorella is a good coach. We don't know yeah. that Rick Tockett is a good coach. He might be, but we just don't know. That he was... That he just like walked off set to take a phone call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was right. Like maybe like a week after they um they yes. they fired Vino. Yeah. That would have been so. Funny that was my big fear this whole time. And like again, it would have been fine because this group isn't that talented. Like we're not we're not gonna win any cups with this group. These this group of of players is not gonna look the same this time next month. No. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Yeah, but I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back earlier this week um, to when the dominoes started to fall, because you had the uh, you had the Bruce Cassidy hiring, I believe, on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, Vegas hires Cassidy, and we knew Vegas was in the running for Barry Trotz. So we've been saying all along, nothing's gonna happen until the Trotz domino falls. So that led me and everybody with a half functioning brain to believe. He has maybe at least informed the teams he's not going to coach uh, or offers have been made to him and he's turned them down from certain teams. And then it has since come out that the Flyers have made that $7 million offer to Barry Trotz that got turned down. Um, I One, I love the figure because it basically makes him as highly paid as the highest paid players in the team. Like, there's guy like yeah, there's guys that's, making that's, like, that's an interesting Couture, point. Couturier and Hayes make like a little over seven, but like but it's right there. It's, yeah, yeah. So and what I like about and that Tours is, is gonna, they're going to give Torts a lot of money. Oh, like I, I don't gonna think they're going to give Torts seven million, but they're going to give him a lot of money. It's and this is on top of the of money. this is on top of the five million they're still paying Elaine Vigneault yeah. next year and the following year because I don't think Elaine Vigneault is coming back to be a coach. I think he's done. Huh. Oh, but they're so cheap, though. <laughs> they don't want to spend any money. Wait, you think Elaine Vigneault is done? Done? I think he's done. Yeah. 
I, I would honestly Why? be— Why? Do you think COVID broke him? I, yeah, I just get the sense that, I mean, he just seemed like someone by the end. And maybe if things get back to complete normal, but it just seemed like— I mean, he th- those last couple years, he didn't seem like someone— and this is just—this isn't based on something I've heard from sources. This is just my perception. It just seemed like he was tired. And yeah. he looked tired. He looked tired. He looked and physically drained. Yeah, I, I think there's some family stuff he has going on, um, like okay. like taking care of family members too. Um, and I just like he's getting paid five million dollars a year for the next two years to do nothing. I, I just I don't know. I mean, like he had that thing come out, like when Laner ripped him. Like it just it just I have a feeling the last couple years were just like a lot for him, and. Yeah. I I would be surprised if he comes back. Would it shock you? Makes sense. Would it shock you if he took John Tortorella's place at ESPN? That would be hilarious. That would be it really would be funny. Very funny. Just I, the two of them trading yeah. jobs from here until the end of time. Yes. <laughs> I do think, and this is something I was thinking about a lot. Um, again, I'll probably include this in the column I write on the hire. Um, I think there's an element where Tortorella almost is like what they were like what they were hoping Vino was going to be in the sense that like Vino came in and Vino was like it was he was you know preaching accountability and like you know like hitting guys like Voracek and JVR through the media and things like that and 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 I think they that they wanted that they wanted a coach that came in with that kind of credibility and and that willingness to shake things up and Torts absolutely does that. But the one thing that Vino didn't do, especially in the last couple years when he was when he was coach, was the communication wasn't really there with the players. That he would he would do these things, but the players didn't trust him anymore. Yeah. Say what you will about John Tortorella, and I'm not saying there aren't some players that like just clash with Torts and it was an irre- irreparable relationship. Most players, even the ones who got ripped by him basically swear by the guy because he is willing to say to your face and he is willing to communicate with you and there the the, the general feeling you get when you when you read players comments about John, John Torrell is that you always know where you stand with torts and you always know that when the chips are down he's got your back and i don't think the players under Vigno felt like that no whereas i, I think they're looking at it as torts can bring the accountability that Vino did, but with more of a personal touch, which may strike some people as like torts a personal touch, but like it is there. It is, it like, is a thing. This whole idea that like, sorry, a very loud car just went down my street. <laughs> the idea, the idea that like, I, I just saw a lot of this like, why is everyone saying that players hate John Tortorella? Like who, whoever said this? Like who is this straw man that said like? I don't think anyone ever thought. That player. No, he's. I, I think there was a perception. He's demanding. He's demanding. You know, he's demanding. like, yeah, but yeah, but like, it's fucking professional hockey. You're you're all making right. millions of dollars. We want the absolute best out of you. Uh, that just getting back. We to want the, you to do your job. Like that's yeah. we want that. Thanks. Just getting back to the seven million dollar offer to Trots and how what I'm going to relate it to what Charlie was just saying. Um, uh, the fact that it makes him basically on the level of the highest paid players on the team. I think showed that they want to empower the next coach because something we talk about all the time, the accountability that this team so much lacks and showing that like how many times, and a lot of guys have moved on. It's, it's not the same core. Like it's a different group, but how many times over the last few years 
have players just quit on a coach and then waited for him to get fired. It's happened every single time yeah. without fail. This That at least shows them it ain't happening, bro. We just paid him seven million bucks, and like you know, we're still paying AV. This is on you. Figure it the fuck out. We don't think Tortorella's getting that same seven, but it's going to be a big number. But either way, I-, I think it very much shows how much they're willing to empower the coach and how much they want to at least turn around the culture of the locker room first, yeah. first and foremost. And you can't do that if the players don't trust the guy. And I think from everything I've heard, like everything everyone said, that's 100% what's going, what happens with John Tortorella. Uh, And like I said at the top of the show, this team is so fundamentally uh, unhinged. Bad. Like, like, bad. The the shit that they do (laughs) with the puck in their own zone is like shit I would do. And I haven't played (laughs) since high school. And like, I'm a hundred pounds overweight. Like, like, uh, you know, uh, it's nonsensical sometimes. Uh, watching this team, I think he can at least bring some like order back to that, and the front office at least, you know, with the hiring of him and assuming the huge number he's going to get uh, for a coach. Yeah, as Kelly was saying, I don't agree with the direction of the organization. It's very much like I think what Kelly was saying is like my opinion on and all of our opinion on wrist aligning has nothing even to do with him. It's just no. the direction of the organization. This is what you think is good? Well, then you're wrong. <laughs> like, if you think John Tortorella and a couple of free agents are going to put this team... You fucking watched that game last night? You think yeah. uh, a couple <laughs> of guys are going to turn this thing around? Yeah, that was a fun the first, Tampa, Tampa's first power play... Actual the, hockey. Thank the, God. Tampa had a power play in the first period. Their first power play. The first 40 seconds of it. I don't even know if they registered a shot on goal. It was more exciting than anything that's happened in, fly- in a Flyers game in three, four years. It was fucking it, ridiculous. It's just like, and that's the thing, like, what? listen, I know John Tortorella is a good coach, and I know that he gets more out of a roster than is there usually. But, like, when you look at what these two teams do, why can't we get a coach that does what John Cooper or Jared Bednar does? Like, why can't? And I know it's like the talent level is not there. I get that. It's just like this is the thing. Like I, I have a hard time explaining it because there's a lot of words in my head. It's just not. It's not looking forward. It's like looking up, but also backwards. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I, you know, we I we think... talked about this. Sorry, Steph. Do you want to jump in? It's okay. Okay. Um, we talked. Oh, it was just like I think that goes back to like they needed a coach, and I mean and I know I liked... they needed a coach. I, like I know that you know that, but. I get frustrated too, and it seems like I'm, I'm trying to use all of the words in my head too because the talent level is not there. No. Like, period. The and, talent and that's level the thing. Like, there. this hire doesn't, like, nothing that the Flyers do matters until they do all no. of it. So, like, this doesn't right. mean a goddamn thing. Like, if they ice the same team with John Tortorella coaching, like, okay, like, what's going to be different? Not really that much, except that maybe they'll be able to make a pass that is actually executable. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll won't be have the difference. To, maybe they won't have to practice line changes. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, right. That kind of, like, okay, maybe Let's that not will get be crazy better. here, please. But, like, know. at the end of the day, there's just so much that has to happen yeah. that it's, it's overwhelming to think about all of it. Which I, I think I'm, I'm gonna. And, I'm gonna and go then back. I like to think about. Okay, go, keep going. I, I like to think about Bill's question: Is how much does a coach matter? And maybe they don't matter at all. 
Some do, though. The two that are coaching right now matter. Like, y- you can't tell or me Or is otherwise. it Coach Nathan McKinnon? That's a fair I don't point. Think like, so. is, is, is it because uh, it, Nathan it, McKinnon doesn't let them eat pizza? It is a fair I point think. that, that – I mean, this goes back to what Bill said in the past about, like, coaches don't matter. And they do matter, but, I mean, talent is, you know – it's not everything, but it certainly puts you in position. It kind of is. It, it is not everything. You do still need a good coach, or at least a well, not bad coach. But I think the Penguins with Bilesma and Sullivan are a great example. Yeah, like yeah. they were they were just stupid, undisciplined under under Bilesma. They bring in Mike Sullivan, and Mike Sullivan's like, "You, you're better than everybody. Be better." If the Flyers cross check you, you know what you do. Continue having the puck and do not cross-check them back because right. you're better and, and, and you will then beat them. And it was the same thing with, you know, when they replaced Michelle Therrien with Bilesman. I mean, yeah. they, they had a, a, a massive turnaround there, too. Like, this is going back to what Bill said in, I think this was like right after the season got finished. And I've come back to this a lot thinking about the Tour de Ohio over the last 24 hours. Bill basically said, look, I want the Flyers to rebuild. I want them to look to the future and, you know, basically position themselves to get high-end talent, and that's what I want their plan to be. They've made it abundantly clear that's not what they're going to do. Yeah. So, if they are going, if they are insistent upon trying to turn this around quickly, I have to judge them based on the moves they make trying to achieve that goal, even if it's not the goal that I agree is the right way to go about it and that's what this hire really is this is them trying to turn it around quickly and as far as trying to achieve that goal this is a good hire because torts will make them better now i don't think that's the right decision on the whole because i don't think he's going to make them better enough to be really good. I don't think it's the pathway to them being a cup contender, but if we're judging them based on their attempt to execute this strategy, this is a good hire because he will make them better. See, I also worry though. And like, I, I don't think that Chuck's going to do nothing like that's stupid. He's obviously going to try to improve the roster this off season in his own mind. If it's actual improvement, I don't know, but he's going to be trying to improve it with his moves. I worry that they're looking at John Tortorella as the guy that can make a bad team better and thinking like, okay, we don't have to do that many things because he's going to improve these guys that we already have. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not worried about that only because I think, I think they know that the team is shit. Like I think they know (laughs) that the talent isn't there. I and mean, like, if I they think, don't, I think, that's a bigger well, problem. Getting, I think they know, like, from, from the bottom of the Wells Fargo Center, like, the basement all the way up. Like, I think they all know this is a shit team. Getting back. And I don't think, I don't think that anybody believes it's going to be a one-move solution. It's not, but at the same time, like, you don't... You don't hire John Tortorella, and the, probably the better way to put it is you don't convince John Tortorella to take this job unless your sell to him is that we can turn this around relatively quickly. Now, maybe that's not next year, but I think I, I've always thought, and this is based on conversations I've had with people in the organization well, as well. I, this isn't just me pulling this out of my ass. I've always thought that their, their plan, 
Like they want to be back in the playoff mix next year. They don't. They they, ha, they haven't deluded themselves into thinking like they can be a contender next year, a true contender. They know that that's impossible. But they think that with the right coach and the right moves and with actual health, that they can be like battling for a playoff spot. Now whether they get one or not. I'm not sure, and they're not even sure, but they think they can be back in, like, the playoff hunt. And the way they look at it, which, I mean, look, I'm not saying this this strategy isn't completely without merit. They could be right. I personally don't think they are, but they could be right. Their thing is, hey, let, let's say we improve next year. Maybe we don't make the playoffs, but we're in the mix. We're better. We have structure. We're playing the right way, even if we don't have the talent. They think that over the course of the next few years after that, they can get the talent, whether it be through the draft, whether it be free agency and trades, and then they can use next year as like the springboard to getting actually good. Now, I I look at that as a little bit of a like, you know, that that meme from South Park where it's just like the gnomes and there's just like a lot of question marks in the middle. And then number three, like the third step is just profit. Like that, <laughs> Like to me, it's like. Do you actually have a plan on how to get these really good players? Because I don't know if they do. I feel like their plan is mostly like, hey, we're just going to keep plugging along and hopefully one of these prospects we have exceeds expectations or hopefully we draft a guy with the 15th overall pick who is the next Claude Giroux. And if we don't, well, that sucks. And hopefully this, and hopefully this, well, that sucks. And, and, and hopefully this guy we take with the fifth overall pick is going to be the star that we need. Like, I think that's kind of where they're at. And I don't like it because it's a, it, it's just not – doesn't strike me as like – it's more wishful thinking than an actual plan. But I do believe that's where they're at. And they think oh, that yeah. like we can, improve, we can improve a bit next year and then use that as a springboard to get slowly but surely better and better and better. And according to that plan, John Tortorella makes sense because I think he will make this team better next year. Yeah. No, with, without a okay, doubt. Okay, so here's – Here's where we need to take a break. I hit the the roadblock, like me personally. Yeah. Okay. I could see how that could be something resembling a plan and general vibes. But is Chuck Fletcher going to be here past this season to actually execute? That's a fascinating question. And that that is that is a fascinating part about this hire is that like we talked about, well, you know, Torts is going to have job security because they're going to offer him a lot of money and, and all that stuff. It's fascinating to me where Fletcher falls in all this because, like, if the team is if, – if, if things play out the way they're hoping, which is like they're in the playoff mix, I think Chuck will, will, will be okay. Because then he will have made a you know the right coaching hire based on what the organization wants to do, and they will have shown progress, and I think he'll be fine. If they're bad again, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Chuck is probably gone. And then, it's, Christmas, I would say. and then it's like, okay, well, I don't know. It, you rarely, the, the Hextall thing was unique. You rarely see GMs. Maybe it's happening more now. It's usually, yeah, it's usually cause, 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 that are Yeah, because I guess Christmas. Vancouver did it too recently, so maybe maybe the, mm-hmm. the, the precedent's being Well, changed. that's the thing. They wouldn't be able to do it with the coach this time. Yes, exactly. So if they're dog shit by December. Yeah. Yeah, and they're the, like, "Fuck, we got to do something." Yeah, the move would be like, yeah, yeah if and, and that's fair because Comcast would probably be like, "Oh God, everyone's mad again. What do we do? <laughs> we can't fire Torts. <laughs> I guess we got to fire Chuck." But uh, the the question Kelly asked, or Steph asked about, um, God damn it, we're two different people, Bill. I'm just trying to. Everyone's been talking over everyone this whole show. I can't fucking I figure know. out who's speaking. 
It's the anyway. It's the first no, it's me now. Shut the fuck up. To talk Shut about. the fuck up. <laughs> <sighs> We're gonna take a break. <laughs> that seems like a good idea. And then we'll be back on the other side. <laughs> All right, fam. We are back, and I want to get back into this idea of could Chuck Fletcher potentially be on the hot seat and how that bodes for like this plan that we're talking about this nebulous plan that the flyers have to get back into contention maybe actually be a good team in two years or whatever they want to get better this is uh this is the plan as laid out uh but perhaps since they can't fire the coach if everything goes awry they just hired john tortorell it's not even officially been announced yet um if by christmas this team is sucks again do they move on from Chuck Fletcher? And it seems like maybe there's more there. He has less job security than I thought. I've thought all along, like he's just going to be president and Briere gets moved up. And it's, this is the flyers. This is who runs the flyers. He's the next in the line of secession of one guy who's here forever, <laughs> but it doesn't appear that way. It seems like maybe there's some internal, eh, this is it for you guy. I don't know. It's just kind of reading what rumors are out there and everything. But uh, here's the thing about the plan. It's Comcast's plan. So the next guy is going to have to be on... Like, if someone comes in and goes, you got to blow this the fuck up, they're not getting the job. Like, (laughs) that's not what's going to happen. It's going to be Danny Briere saying, yeah, I'm going to follow through on that plan because that's Comcast's plan. That's what they want. They want people in that building and the best way to do that is by winning and they know that people are pissed at this fucking team the way we said it's always it was always going to be tortorella it was always going to be a big name coach they have to go out and add players to this thing like they know they need that high-end talent they're going to go get it so I, I think like while chuck fletcher could be on the hot seat it don't matter because it's not like he's the one who didn't want tortorella guess who they're hiring so I don't really think the plan will be affected if to, if Fletcher gets fired. What's up, Steph? I see you raising your hand. No, we have all we have all said Torts can't be fired. Like he could. He could. I, he could. I just like he only lasted hot. a year in Vancouver. Things would have to go completely nuclear. I can see, but him it's quitting. possible. I can see him just walking out. Like, fuck these fuckers. <laughs> He's like, these fucking this assholes cannot get the puck from one side of the ice to the other and not even the long way. Like, oh my God. Uh, he, it's, it's not like anybody could be fired at any time. And also anybody can quit at any yeah. time. Like, that's not the only option is to fire Chuck Fletcher, but it is, it is the only logical option. Yeah. But this is the Flyers, so let's just lean into the chaos and list the other options. Like, after six weeks of wrist align and breakout passes, he's just like he uh, Tortorella I gotta go. checks checks out cap friendly, looks at his contract, and goes, "Fuck this!" <laughs> but and walks just straight into the Google. <laughs> walks straight back to ESPN for a very easy job for a high pay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's. What, what's next now? Like we've said, like the, we know what the plan is. There should like Tortorella is not a guy now you hire. The hard part, really. Yeah, like Tortorella is not the guy you hire and be like, yeah, let's wait and see. Like they have to go and do things. When does free agency open? Is it July first, like July. always, or no, is the, it's, it's is not. the day different? It's not. So so it, everything's backed up. Basically, yeah. The draft is on the seventh and the eighth of July. Yeah, and then free agency starts on July thirteenth. Mm. God damn. 
It's just everything got back. I mean, it's going to be back to normal next year. That yeah, was one thing that Gary Bettman announced yesterday is that the season is going to start in mid-October. How is how is moving it back one day back to normal? I don't understand. We started on the 12th this year. We're starting on the 11th next year, and that's back to normal? Wait, what? The, what start, you- the starting day of the season is the 11th next season. I thought it Didn't was. Did we start? No, I thought October eleventh. St- I thought we started like mu- like the very beginning of October last year. I could be wrong, but that's that's what I remember. Well, the it's the start date for birthday, next year is November eleventh. November? I mean, just October. Sorry, October eleventh. Oh. Yeah, it's usually around my birthday. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, maybe yeah, may- yeah, maybe normal. it was mid. Yeah. I think it's it's normally I feel like Steph, your birthday game is usually like the fifth or sixth game of the season. Yeah. Like, I don't think they it's start. It's usually the home opener. The home opener is when. Yeah. But my birthday's October eighth for anybody who's who's listening and wants to send me nice things. Um but no, usually I, I've definitely had birthday parties where we all go to the home opener because anyway, it's on my birthday. I don't know. Either way, like it's it's it didn't feel like enough of back a change to, to normal me. time. But th- we're not going to start this off season. Yeah, because it usually it usually starts seasons usually start in early October. They backed right. it up a little bit because of everything, and now they're backing up a little bit again. So it's going to be back. To- but the One big day. thing this year is that like it's um, there obviously isn't going to be an Olympic break that wasn't, and the season should end around normal time. So yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where we're at at the moment. That's, but uh, anyway, I don't even know how we got into this detour. No, that was so. But these we playoffs are taking way too long. So. So what's next is, you know, we're, we're preparing for the draft. So it's three weeks away and preparing for the draft does not only mean who are we going to draft. Preparing for the draft is looking at the dudes on your roster and saying, okay, we're ready to get rid of A, B, C, D, E, F, U. Um, do you guys who are not on TikTok know that song? Sure. Yes, no. I have a radio. Thank you. All right, well, we got 50-50. Like, we need to, all of us, start looking at, all right, these guys are not going to be around because they're going to get traded at the draft for more picks. Uh, Next step is Johnny Goudreau. Like, what is that going to take? Someone retweeted him signing his last contract into my feed the other day. Like, Johnny Goudreau signed six years, and uh, my heart stopped for a second. Um. But it was not real life. I, I mean, that's, these are the next steps for the Flyers. You've got to prepare to, to move contracts, move bodies at the draft, and you've got to bring in new talent. Well, they got to, I mean, they, I think they do want to shake it up a bit. Um, obviously, the Goudreau thing is fascinating because he's clearly a high end talent. He still hasn't re signed yet with Calgary, and he's from here, and there's long been links. So, like, that's, yeah, that's absolutely on the minds of of the Flyers front office as a possibility, I'm sure. Uh, that said, I mean, Calgary's going to make a big push to re-sign him. They were real good this year. Um, Goudreau had maybe the best season of his career. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, it'll be fascinating. The one thing that that is interesting, and this is something I was thinking a lot about um, over the last 48 hours as well, is that Cam Atkinson was already taking more of a leadership role in this team. This hire is going to, like, I'm not saying he's going to be captain, but, like, this is like the Kevin Hayes when they brought in Kevin Hayes for Elaine Vigneault. Like, Atkinson is going to be, like, the, like, okay, guys, this is what you got to expect from Tortorella. Like, he's going to step up in a big way from a leadership standpoint because of this hire. 
I'm so glad that you brought up Atkinson because I'm actually like I'm wearing his shirt right now. I wanted to talk about Cam <laughs> Atkinson this whole show and I completely forgot. Is he the only guy on the team that has played for Torts? I think he is, right? Off the top of my head, I think so. Um, I'd have to like think a bit, but I believe he would be because Hayes came to New York after Torts was fired, I believe. Um, and he would have been the only other one who would have, I guess. I mean, no one... No one else played for Columbus that's on this roster, right? Yeah. And no one else mm-hmm. is, is long-standing enough that would have played in New York under him. So. Yeah, I, I, I want – so I, I would love to take a look at some of Cam Atkinson's quotes just while he was playing for Tortorella. Maybe we can gather something. He loved Torts. Like that. For, he loved him. I, I think, I'm pretty confident he did. I mean, Cam Atkinson is great anyway. Um. But this this could be really exciting, and it could be, like, it could be good, is what I want. Like, it could be good. It could be fun. But it could also be a disaster. And it could also be fun as a disaster. Like, it could, this, the way that this hire could pan out, there's a whole variety of ways. And only half of them end in disaster. So, like, that's better than other ways we've gone into the season recently. Right? Yeah. I just, I don't think it's going to be a disaster. I just think they're going to be better. And they're still, like, every team in the East had 100 points that got into the playoffs. They're going to be, like, an 88-point team. Yeah. Like, that's 88-93, something like that. Um, When do they name a, do you think they name a captain? And is that, like, a training camp thing? Like, after everyone gets together? I think it's a training camp thing. I I mean, I, I think that's something that'll probably be hashed out. You know, because that's because the coach usually is involved in that process, um, at least to a degree. So, yeah, I think that'll be a training camp thing. I don't think they'll announce it. I mean, I guess it's possible, especially if it's like, well, we're just going to give it to Couturier. That would be easy. Um, but I, I would have I had to guess I would guess it would be a training camp thing. That feels yeah, that feels right. And it should be Scott Lawton. I wouldn't. I mean, I'd have no issue with Scott Lawton. I've been advocating for Scott Lawton as captain for quite a while. But I, I what if, if I if I had to Atkinson? bet, I would bet Couture. I mean, Atkinson is is interesting, especially because of the hire. Um, but I, I, I mean, he'll have an A. He'll absolutely have an A. Yeah, yeah. That's not. It's on the back of his jersey. I'm, I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally fine with Atkinson with Cam as captain if if that's. If that's what they decide, I'm totally fine. I don't think that the C actually matters. That's where I stand. Yeah, I mean, it matters, but not to the degree I think people act like it does. It's important, but it's less important than a lot of fans want to believe it is, especially these days. Um, There's just no mysticism behind it. It's just, it's important in terms of leadership. It's not important in terms of... A good captain can't turn a bad team into a good team, and I think a lot of people have that belief. You think? A lot of people have that belief. I've kind of noticed that. I, I go back and forth on the type of player I like as a captain. Like, to me, like, Jason Smith is a perfect captain. Like, just that steady dude, that veteran presence. But also, I like it on a star player because the captain's number one responsibility is talking to the officials. And I want the star player to have the relationship with the officials so he gets all the fucking calls. So like, Yeah, that worked out real well for Claude Giroux. Well, yeah, they didn't like G because he dove when he was fucking 22. So <laughs> they just never called hooks, ever. <laughs> like, just, nah, you're allowed to hook him. It's okay. Uh, He'll I, be fine. I think Scott Lawton would be a good... 
I kind of hope they don't name one. I hope it's like, no, no one gets this honor until someone earns it. Like, this is a this is a thing you have to go and get. It's not something we're just going to give to somebody. But whatever. Uh, just keep going on torts a little bit. Strategically, how does he, like, is there anything specific he does that, like, how does he make them better? Does anyone know? Well, I mean, I think the big thing is just it. It, and it's a, a nebulous term, but it's just structure. And it's structure and it's the ability to, you know, consistently make the types of plays necessary to get the puck up ice and to transition from defense to offense. And, you know, Torts is one of those coaches that, you know, he's he's a good he's a good X's and O's guy. He usually has a good X's and O's assistant coach. It'll be interesting to see who, you know, who his assistants are, if if Mike Yo sticks around as an assistant or if he goes elsewhere. Um, I know that's something they've talked about, uh, but that'll be interesting. Um, I'm sure Torts will bring in some of his own guys as well. Um, but I think the big thing with Torts is just that, like, his teams, his teams never, once he has his hooks into them, his teams really never look like they're running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And that's the way the Flyers have looked for the last two seasons. Um, I would and I, call that their style of play. Their style of play. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually their identity. What is the Flyers' if it's what they're identity? Trying to, well, if it's what they're trying to do, they've nailed it. They're doing a great job. <laughs> great. Um, because I think, like, Taurus is just one of those people where, like, he... And, and in fairness, like, Vino did a good job of this, too, in, in year one. I mean, the Flyers were a structure team in year one. He added structure. And I think Torts will do the kind of the same thing. Um, and he'll, he'll you know, hold guys accountable um, regardless of who they are. And, and I'm expecting a team that will, uh, that will play the, in the classic hockey man nomenclature. They will play the right way. This is such a classic hockey man hire. Oh, absolutely. Like... Absolutely it is. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. But I do like, I do like, I don't want my disapproval of the plan. Like, like Charlie said, for their plan, this is a good hire. It works. I'm in the same places. I'm in the same place as you. Like, everything I say makes it seem like I hate this. But like, I don't hate this because they're going to win more games. And that's what I am rooting for because... I'm fucking entrenched in this life. But like this. No, like since this. we're forced to watch, like this is what we do, Kelly. Uh, like, yeah, the plan isn't gonna work. At least we won't be mad all the time. Oh, we'll <laughs> still be we mad are, all the time. And if we are mad, oh, I want like, like, like I, what I, if I, there's like a two month stretch next season? Like, what if they go on like a 15 game winning streak? Like, what? I imagine what we'll get to talk about. Just, just bring back January to March 2020. That's all I want. January to March 2020. Get close. And then, of course, yeah, the Flyers play well for two months, and then the world falls, falls apart for yeah. two months. Uh, as, as I've <laughs> said, there, as, Some, as, as much criticism as the Flyers deserve for everything, and they do, there is absolutely an element to this of, like, they're also cursed. Oh, yeah. Cursed. Yeah, man. Kate Smith ain't fucking around. Uh, <laughs> Oh, God bless. Can we end the show on that? <laughs> Can we call the show Kate Smith ain't fucking around? <laughs> yeah. Works for me. Oh, I can't um, put the fucking uh, No, we there, actually though. can't because of iTunes. Oh, well, that's but, the thing. Uh, I'm going to put, I have to put star star or something because uh, iTunes yeah. are a bunch of babies and they don't like bad words. Don't we have the explicit rating? Like, come on, grow up. Yeah, iTunes. but I think yeah, if you put we, it in the title, mm, they are right, like, they won't, po- they won't publish it. Grow yeah. Up. 
Turturro. We should, get, prob- like, we should probably have something in the title about John Turturro. Just for yeah, that SEO. It should, pro- it should probably be about Why? John Turturro. <laughs> just say it. No, how funny! So it's not that important. So, so just real like, it is expected that this announcement comes. We're recording tomorrow afternoon. It's yeah, it's 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 twelve eighteen on Thursday afternoon right now. In about twenty four hours, we'll hear that John Tortorella is the coach. How fucking funny is it going to be if if it isn't? (laughs) I would things just fall apart. The negotiations tank. As we record this, John Tortorella is in someone's office throwing things and saying, <laughs> fuck you guys, I'm out. <laughs> I would laugh. Like, Bobby like, Clark wa- walks into the coach's laughing. office. He's like, wait, what are you doing here? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Who are you? No, it would be it would, it would be the opposite. It would be Torts, like, Bobby Clark walks in and Torts is like, I'm never listening to this guy. And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. no, <laughs> what's he doing here? Get his diabetic ass out of here. <laughs> Go be old someplace else, for the love of God. Just go, go, go be rich. What, go go be rich. They've all worked for the Flyers for 50 fucking years. No, they just, they, they, they feel Why so. Why can't they just they go feel, play golf? They don't know what to do with themselves. They feel so invested. What world. it is, what it is really, they feel so invested in the success of no, the Flyers. They, 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 it's coming from a good place. They all care so damn much about no, they, this team. Yes, they're and, not, and because they're professional athletes, they can't imagine an idea that they could be wrong about something like there's absolutely no way and they're Bob not Clark has ever Snyder. considered he's wrong about something so they just think that they're doing the right things and they're going to keep doing them until uh you know they're dead well eventually like, eventually the results will meet rich. up buy a house somewhere <laughs> in the desert build your own golf course and have all your buddies come over and play on your own personal golf course like that, just please Go be rich. What somewhere. if? What if Go. we? Maybe the problem is no one has ever introduced these guys to fantasy hockey. What if they could just make all the moves they ever wanted to make? You can be the general manager. Have but you I tried guess, playing? NHL? How do you? How do you quantify grit? I guess you like. It's all about the skill in this game. Like they'd hate like it. that. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't like that at all. Yeah. No points for hits. The fuck is you, this? You do hey, get hits. You know for, what? You, you get points for penalty minutes, right? Like may, maybe so. all this will work. Like, we'll see. It could be a minute. It's fucking Shit's weird. Wait. Hold on. Mr. Did we just watch his body get possessed after an hour? Like, we watched it happen. It's non zero. Look, I I don't think. 100% nihilistic for the entirety of the year. And now. Look at Charlie. Look at Charlie today. Charlie's hair looks great. Charlie looks reinvigorated. Charlie is the embodiment of, of the Flyers right now. It's like, you can only go up. <laughs> Charlie's looking great. I think it's a. Uh, uh, it's true. Listen, it's a non-zero chance this whole thing works. Like I, just like we're saying, like oh, these guys, they're like I could be wrong. What the fuck do I know? I, I've never I've built never a house. Yeah, exactly. Life. That that to me is the big thing. Like, do I think this is all going to work out the way they wanted to? No. I mean, I think they'll be better. I don't think they'll be better. Better. But you can't. You can't ever like you can't ever have the feeling that like you're 100 percent right about everything particularly in a sport as chaotic and random as hockey and no, you have to acknowledge that like hey you know this is what i think is going to happen but i could be wrong it's canadian be. it's canadian rednecks slapping a frozen rubber disc around with knives on their feet like anything could happen dumb shit happens all the time like i, I keep saying all it. The time. it could work it could work fucking montreal went to the cup finals two years ago they're terrible 
<laughs> Chuck's going to make one good Remember trade this that? summer, and you know what's going to happen to me. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, ba- he's, he's I got my make, Flyers shirt he's on gonna make I'm one back good, in, baby. One good trade next summer, and that player will play four games. Because oh, the Flyers are cursed. God he's damn back. It. <laughs> he's <laughs> back. It wasn't long. All right. That was a very, very quick body snatching situation. <laughs> that was very quick. Charlie's just like, wait, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> he has I no mean, idea I'm, what's going I'm, on. I'm, he just I'm had still a, a fugue state. I'm still a just like a casual yeah. alien abduction. I'm still very no prone deal. to pessimism. It's just that, like, you have to take a step back at some point and say, like, "Hey, I could be wrong. Maybe yeah. the, this is like." Do the right I though? Direction. Do I have to, Chuck? Well, I mean, do you don't I? have to. You're always right, Steph. Thank you. There we go. Real quick, uh, last night's Stanley Cup Final Game One. How oh, good are so these two? Fun. How God. good are these? And it's not even like that's the best hockey game I ever watched or anything. But like, these teams are so fucking good. It's like cra- it's crazy uh, to watch the the beginning of that game with just Nathan McKinnon blown by everybody. Like the speed on the ice. Uh, I we've never seen hockey like this. I don't See, like it's insane. No. You know what the thing that honestly scared me a little bit about Game One, and I do think I think that. This will change as the series goes on because I just have enough like enough respect for Tampa that like yeah Tampa came back and they had that that explosion you know where they had the two goals in less than a minute whatever but like I watched that game and I was like Tampa looks good and they still don't look like they're on yes. Colorado's level no and well, it's, like, has, and, and it's they, like how good is Colorado. Tampa does have bad game ones. They do. They've been having bad game yeah. ones this whole playoffs. They, they figure so I, I kind of feel out. like next, yeah, next game is going to be, and this is probably because Cooper's fucking great at his job. Like next yeah. game is going to be, if not, you know, way more in Tampa's favor, a lot more even than last night was for sure. And like, I think some of what we saw in the mismatch, not mismatch, like both teams had their moments, but when Colorado had its moments, it was like, this is a fucking God. all-star team. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's insane. They, to be fair, they are. Like, they uh, are They are yeah. firing. The thing that scares me about this, and, like, I yeah. want this to be a long series. I want this to be a six- or seven-game series because it's fun hockey. Yes. But, like, yeah. Colorado is just firing on all cylinders. Like, they're, yeah, they're going to give up some goals because it's hockey. But, like, they just look so good almost all the time. That's, and Tampa is an awesome counterpunch team. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. even they don't have to dominate to win, and that really but they goes usually well for them do. In the series. And they're yeah, not. Because, they, at least uh, they didn't look at game their one. fucking roster. Yeah, like they should dominate most teams. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. they hold back in the regular season now because they were like, oh yeah, we had that dominant regular season, and what happened? John Tortorella happened, baby. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and now we got yeah, it. We have we, we have, have the formula on mile high on mile high hockey about how this Stanley Cup final for the Avalanche are is twenty years in the making. So that's it's a great article, um, and we also have an article on SBNation.com, our flagship site, um, about how this is going to be the best Cup final that we've seen, possibly since in, in decades. Oh yeah, since like Detroit, uh, Colorado. Yeah, like twenty yeah. years so, ago. Check, check. Well, that wasn't out. that wasn't a uh, and those that were was a final. Finals. That was a yeah. conference. Oh, final. it was a conference final. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't even a final. But I mean, there were some great finals during you know in those times as well. I, I would say the last time I think we talked about this on last show, but like the last time I felt like it was like the two like a real battle of juggernauts was when you had the back to back Detroit Pittsburgh finals. Yeah, that mm. was that was the last time it felt like okay, like. 
yeah, they like Pittsburgh might not have been the best team in the regular season, but like they got the best player in hockey and then another top 10 guy and they're really darn good team. And it, that was like, all right, these are these are the elite. This is a juggernaut battle. And this feels like a juggernaut battle. I wanted to go a long time, but I'm just I'm a little concerned coming out of game one, even though it was close, even though it went into overtime that like there is a chance that Colorado could just roll. We'll see in game two. I really want to see the lightning yeah. come back and and I would be and hit super hard. shocked. We if, could see if like Colorado takes the, both of these first two I, games. I expect Tampa to come back, but we could yeah. see like each game is a one goal game, and the series is only four or five games. Like that could very well happen too. That shit happens. Yeah. Um, real. Uh, what do we think of the um, the times they are changing commercial? It's I so love it. it's weird. It it's weird. weird. It looks like the Watchmen, like the way they do yeah. it. It looks well, like they yeah, use that does. in the intro to yeah. the Watchmen, your Watchmen movie. But yeah. um, it's it's fucking cool, right? I love it. They've act, there were there's been a about. lot of um commercials and like intros in these playoffs that have been pretty pretty good. Hockey commercials get me every time. Every single time. Over. I mean, I the, the, the gold standard night. is still history will be made. Oh, history. Nothing oh, can God. top that. Nothing can top that. That one. If you want to see me cry, up. put on the Mike Richards one. <laughs> done. No. Done. All right. Are, are we done? I think we're done. All right. Yeah. That. I think we've been done. That is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts and boom. Content, baby. Get it. It's Tortorella time. I'm in on torts. There's something to be done. We were talking about this. Something to be done with, like, tortoises, torts, the flyers crawl to relevance. Jorts. There's something. George, George. That's a fly perbole. I feel like they've... They've all, like it, Steve fly has perbole, already... Like, that's his. Fly perbole has cornered it. the market on all jorts-related content. But for everything yeah. else, check us out. Of course, fly perbole's on our uh, podcast feed as well. We have all sorts of shit coming to you. There's... Nothing but hockey news coming once these finals wrap up. So I've said finals twice tonight, and I think I'm going to get kicked out of hockey Twitter. <laughs> All right. But that's it for us. My name is Bill Matz for Charlie, for Steph, for Kelly. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about sports? Yeah.